On this episode, we'll be talking about threats to Marvel. Mainly Marvel Earth as well, but just the Marvel Universe in in general. In general as well is all what we're talking about per shield. Now, what we'll be talking about is called the Abaddon Index. This is an index. Pretty much a file Marvel has where... It's the biggest threats to the Marvel Universe per them. So, quick rundown. The Infinity Stone gems have became sentient or have found host. Now, some are still unaccounted for as of now, but some have, um, some have, you know, surfaced because they had been lost gone for a while and now they're servicing back and they're taking human host hector batista quantum and ripley ryan are the host of the some of the infinity stones right now and i could just imagine them just imagine having an infinity stone or gem inside of you or attached to you. And then people are going to be gunning for you. People and things and beings are going to be gunning for you. And this was revealed, you know, the human host, this was talked about in Captain America late. The latest time was talked about in Captain America Annual 1 that came out uh, this year in 2021. And, um, you know, Steve, um, I'm sorry, Nick Fury has reached out to Steve Rogers, Captain America, about hunting them down. Because you got things that powerful are back in the universe, and we know what happens when those things are around. But we um we are gonna be talking about the threats. Now, some listed surprised me, kinda sorta. It shouldn't, but it did. Now, some that are not listed, you know, um, the Phoenix was not listed. Century, if he goes void, was not listed. Mangog was, well, Mangog really doesn't even fool with Earth like that. He more of an Asgardian, but, th- but this is a threat to the Marvel Universe. Um... You know, I, I I I see what they're doing, but then it's still something I think we saw. Well, you know, at one point, it used to be this picture I, I used to see years ago, years ago. It was like the biggest threat to Marvel. They had Venom. They had Red Skull. Who else did it have? Venom. Well, I don't remember, but it it was a few people. And then none of those were on this. Now, Red Skull, of course, I could see him being a threat, you know, with the whole Nazi thing and everything. Trash. <laughs> but um, it's just a couple, of, you know, new things happen, new things get updated. So that I guess just what, that's what S.H.I.E.L.D. thought. So it's this scene, it's this panel where it's Nick Fury, Coulson, and Mariah Hill. Are standing in front of this chart and got pictures of who they think are the biggest threats to the Marvel Universe. 
And then also, you know, Doom is not on it. We didn't see Dr. Doom. We didn't see... Who else did we didn't see on there? The Star Brand. Um, and like I said, Venom... Well, Venom has calmed down over the years. And then, you know, after with the whole Noel situation, who has been gone... Who had, who was beat and gone? He he is no longer around. So we saw we we saw how the symbiotes could be. I'm not, I'm surprised the Hulk is not even wasn't on there because sometimes you never know what you could get with the Hulk, and especially with him being immortal. Well, let me not state it. Not immortal, but the whole immortal Hulk run that redefined his whole history of the Hulk. Oh my God. This man is next level now. But we're going to get into the the, the files of SHIELD as far as their biggest threats. Now, first and foremost, up first they had Galactus, Big G. Um that didn't surprise me seeing him there. It didn't. The most the if it wouldn't have been for the Fantastic Four a lot, actually, if it, if it really had been for the Fantastic Four more than even the Avengers, G, Big G probably came at eight, the planet, and destroyed the planet. And we know, for the people that don't know, Galactus is this being this, that's been here since the universe first started because he was part of the prior universe before this universe. He constantly hungers. He always hungers. And he has heroes that he empowers a, a, a power called the Power Cosmic 2. And it is a great ability. It is a deadly ability. And it's been many over the years. And they find plants for him to feed on. So, um... Most notable of heroes is Silver Surfer. Then they had like Thor as well was um a herald as well. And then even at one point, Punisher became a hero in a different universe and came back to the main universe. So yeah, like he has powerful underlings and plus himself. And then he's just a threat in general because he can absorb abilities I mean not abilities energies gamma energy magic you know any type of energy he can absorb he just off pure just on his own stuff alone absorb pretty much the entire dark dimension now at one point in time his hunger had got cured and this is goes to show how much of a threat and how much how important he is to the Marvel Universe. He became a life bringer in the Ultimates run. And the Ultimates was Black Panther, Blue Marvel, Captain Marvel, Spectrum, Miss America. They all came together and actually cured him of his hunger. Then he started bringing things back to life. But just because of collecting what he was doing, it threw off the balance of the universe. So the higher ups, the as as I'm probably gonna say this again later, 
the 1%, the top 1% of the powerhouses in Marvel were like, hey, dog, nah, this, this, this can't happen. So Galactus actually didn't want to go back to doing that. However, he would end up fighting them and it would be like a whole multiversal battle seeing beings, beings that don't hardly come out, don't hardly be seen, start coming out to because of this battle that was going on. And like, so not just his role, but just how powerful Galactus is. So, Big G, I can understand him, the threat that he is. And then also what's crazy about Big G Galactus, depending on what race you are, it depends on how he is seen to you. Like for us, he looks like a human man. But to some, and this was explained, and I, and I was actually surprised now, and how much, and depending on, you know, what race, is in, what race I said you was, it would look like what you're familiar with. Like if he was like a scroll, he would look like a giant scroll, like a scroll to you. If you was this, he would look like this. That's just a power and just a aura about Galactus. So Galactus, number one. Number one on the list. Next up, I think my favorite on the list, Shuma Giraffe. Some of you probably know him from the fighting games, like Marvel's Capcom. You know, than others. He he's one of those beings that's just been in Marvel for years. But he shows up every kind of blue moon, per se. No, a known enemy of Doctor Strange. But see the thing about this guy. He's been around for millions of years. Since even before prehistoric times. He Marvel this is probably one of the the, the most deadliest beings. Marvel creators have made just by his presence alone he did, he crushes dimensions galaxies and universes he has conquered multiple different dimensions and then he like I said he showed he has shown up in our universe plenty of times but the thing is they're just avatars they're not even his like he can't he cannot get into our universe because he is that, that strong. It would just collapse us. It would just collapse the universe. So things like Doctor Strange keeps him at bay or try, attempts to. But like I said, when his avatars get there, they're not even a third of his abilities. And like I said, every time he shows up, it's either Doctor Strange just sending that avatar back or it's a team of powerful heroes having to fight it off. Him off. And he and then, you know, so he'll go away, then he'll return and just current like like right if you're reading Savage Avengers, he's currently popped up in that right now. Now in his dimensions. 
and where he's conquered, there's nothing in that dimension, nothing or nobody, no being that's stronger than him. His power is so strong. You could even put him above who I just mentioned, Galactus. You could put him above the Phoenix. You know, just name two two powerful beings that I think a lot of people probably will know. You know, um, I'll put it like this. And I said, I was going to say, bring the 1% up again. I guarantee, wholeheartedly agree, no cap, he is in the top 1% of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe, multiverse. Like, honestly, if he was to show up in some of these big time battles between beings, the top beings, and all that, it would like turn the tide. It would turn the tide. And so now he was actually he actually has a cult that even worships him that actually actually have summoned him to our world before. They've been around since the eighteen hundreds, I wanna say. Um but they had he has a cult that follows that they is worships him. They are they are hit he is their God. Now what what else he brings? Magic based he has magic based abilities, astral projection, teleportation, energy based powers, and a very dangerous ability, reality warping. That is Shuma Garav. Big bad Shuma. It's a good thing he and like I said, if he just wanted to, he really could give his whole body to this universe. But it would take like the top beings, some powerful beings with some extra aided help to stop him. But he just doesn't really care like that. He's like, all right, whatever. I'll be back another time. Y'all just be ready. That's Shuma. Next up, another. Now, he's this guy's real or thing is real, real low key. Anilus. Anilius. Anilus, <laughs> but now I'm saying that crazy. It it just it's it's spelled A N N I H I L U S. So he is a ruler of a dimension known as the Negative Zone, and was first discovered came across Fantastic Four again, just like with Galactus. Fantastic Four is beginning some stuff with people. He encountered he he first encountered I believe the Fantastic Four, you know of course and he's you know fought against the other Avengers, as well. He's um this bug type creature that um is stuck there. Well, not stuck there, but rules that dimension. He wields a weapon on a cosmic rod, which allows him to manipulate. One of the most powerful energies, which we just named a couple uh, not too long ago, the power cosmic. If you had a power cosmic, you could pretty much do anything in the Marvel universe. And all, and then he can manipulate that um, power. Pretty much, almost do whatever he wants with it. His power has caused him to defeat some of the most powerful. Um, 
heroes that are associated with Earth. Thor, Quasar, and Nova Prime, and of course with the, the Fantastic Four. Now, on top of being that powerful, he has an army of warriors, centurions, that are extremely loyal. They will do whatever, die for him or whatever he commands. And they're very skilled, too. They don't play no games. No games at all. Are very deadly in combat. Now, what? Now, and also, he is the king of clapbacks. Not only is he powerful, he's petty. Real slick in the mouth. That's what makes, that's, that's what makes this guy even funny. I, I hope, you know, um, now, it was an arc actually about him years ago. If you want to see more on him, look up Annihilation Wave. That that will give you an idea of how deadly he is. Annihilation wave. Then also what makes him deadly and why he made the list. He has a thing called endless resurrection. What endless resurrection is. He will always be reborn after he is killed. Always reborn. I mean, it's, no matter how many times you kill him, he will return. So far, we've they've they've named some very powerful beings in their own right. Now, but but the next up, this next guy I'm gonna tell you about, I think we all have probably heard of him in one way or the other through the MCU or in comics, animated series, Cena toys, video games, whatever. Thanos, real name, Dion. Yes, his real name is Dion. Look it up. I'm so serious. <laughs> he is pretty much beef with everybody at Marvel, good or bad. He don't care who you're affiliated with. It's him, it's him and him alone. <clears throat> Strength, intelligence, cunning, durability, longevity. He he could get down and he could get down and grimy if need be. He anything in combat he he could do. He could take. You know, no matter how insignificant little you are to him, or if you wanted to Biggest, baddest in the universe. He doesn't care. He can go at you if he need be. Then on top of that, he has an elite guard called the Black Order. Real deadly. Real deadly. Like, okay, the the movies didn't do them justice. The movie did not do them justice at all. You know, now, honestly, Ebony Ma, they really changed him because he does not have telekinesis that I remember. But that was still a nice little addition. And then, honestly, they even they didn't even show one. Of all the, you know, they pretty much showed everybody in MCU. They still missed one. They didn't show one. Her name is Supergiant. Check her out. You know, look at some information on her. She's pretty deadly herself. But, yeah. 
all of them are a deadly, deadly group. Now, and then, of course, you know him with the Infinity Gauntlet. Now, let me put this out there. I want to put this out there. He does not need the Infinity Gauntlet. He is strong without it. It's just a goal of his that he that he has. It's just a goal of his he has. And that's all. Now get it, get, yeah. It's over with. It's 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 infinity the infinity gauntlet. Thanos just oh my god, wiped out everything. And then after his defeat, you got the infinity watch. Now, because of just what he did, you had like the the living the living tribunal, like the second most powerful being in the universe. You had ego, you had Galactus, you had the Strange, you had so many beings. They all came together in a meeting with the living tribunal to be like, "Hey, uh, we need to keep an eye on this guy." That's how deadly he is. And and then what's crazy, at one point he even had clones to where he will sit back and watch them while they fight somebody, get an eye what's going on. I don't, you know, I'm not mad Marvel didn't do, stop doing that, but it was still interesting to know. And But, you know, but whenever Thanos shows up, no matter what he's doing, all, uh, all eyes are on him. All eyes are on him. Mephisto, another low-key, low-key character. Well, not that low-key, like Schumer Graf low-key, but still, he's he, he he's not like what he should be, I put it like that to me. And what makes him so deadly is he's cunning. He gets in people's head. Physically, not really, just something scary. You know, combat-wise, whatever. But his mind games he plays. He's been around since even, he's been around since the caveman day beforehand. He, he was going at the Avengers. He was giving the Avengers a little props with his cunningness. And like I said, when I say the long-range game he plays, centuries, millenniums, it doesn't matter. He has time. He's one of the rulers of hell. So he's there. He has time. Has all the time in the world to see his plans go into motion. And when they do, they cause drama because it's a trickle-down effect. I do this, then it's going to affect this person, it's going to affect these people, and it's all going to be possible. He could, one move he makes, or one plan move he makes, then over time, if it happens, then, oh, this this world has been destroyed because I missed I miss their top brass. Now they're into with each other. All you do is sweep in, 
when they're at their weakest and do what I need to do. That's Mephisto. Then he also make packs. He'll make a he'll make a deal with you. He'll make a deal with it. Might not be what you think. He might say this and it be that. But he'll make a deal with you. No problem at all. And it might not be what you what you asked for. It's gonna be dealing with Mephisto, and he's the definition of read the fine print. Read the fine print. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a. I got you. Do this, you do this for me. I do this for you. You scratch my back, scratch your back. But then he'd be like, "Well, you just scratch it low enough, so I need that back." Type stuff. That's my feast stuff. So with him, I think it's more of his cunningness and his intelligence that makes him a, a threat. That made him a threat to this. Old Apocalypse, one of the oldest mutants still living. I know, uh, I see why he's on it, because he's all about mutants before everybody. Over the centuries, he's millennials. He's seen what man has done to mutants. He's been he's been been there since the ancient Egyptian days. That's 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 how long he's been there. He we've seen him work with the X-Men and against the X-Men. But not everybody's against him. People see what music see what he can do. He has power. He's not no weakling. He has power. We see him fight the likes of Thor, Black Bolt, to name a few. He, he's he's also cunning too. He's smart, battle wise smart, combat wise smart. Now he's with a he's with Araco, the planet that's forming on Mars where mutants are. He was there when Krakoa started, the island, a mutant island that 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 is only for mutants, with with some exceptions to get on there. So he has, not only he has his cunning, his own power. Then you even before that, he already had other mutants that was that, that that had a follow. He had a following because other mutants was like, yeah, I see what you're getting at. I see what you're talking about. Now he's part of this planet where it's so many omega level mutants. The 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 top brass of mutant in power, classified anyway. Mixed in with other very powerful mutants. He might start putting the right words together, this, that, and the other. Next thing you know, you got all these powerful beings coming together. Well, they are together, but hey, this man Apocalypse making way, way more sense. Well, you know, I should really backtrack because he actually, well, when I say Krakoa, it was a Krakoa and a Racco. 
All right, I'm going to go over this again. Krakow was the island he was associated with. Then they had a, a, a ex of source tournament where their mutant cousins that was from this place called Araco, which is more vicious in nature. Real vicious in nature. They won the source tournament to see what island, what part stays and goes. And he decided to be with Araco, which was mutants he was familiar with that he had to he thought it was long dead gone. He even see his children again that represent different they represent different de deities in Egyptian lore. Cause it was his, his, it's pretty much it's his um horsemen that are his kids. Cause if you know Apocalypse, you know he always had horsemen. Some were mutants, some were not mutants. But he always kept horsemen. Now he's with his actual horsemen, his kids. He'll, he'll pop back up again eventually. Because those Arachorian mutants are actually on the planet. They all got transported there. It's like two different sides of the planet. So yeah, Apocalypse, remember the Abaddon Index, I can see it, rightfully so. And lastly, we're going back to the first part. The Infinity Stones or Gems. But of course they will be here. They're back. They're they're taking form in people. And even before that, whoever has the Infinity Stones, Gems, and the Gauntlet could do whatever they want to marvel. Warping reality, time, power, soul. They had so it's just so much damage that could be done in the wrong hands. Or even in the good hands. Cause you know how they look at it, somebody has that much power, solo. One person has that much power has never came out to nothing good in the Marvel Universe when they have the Infinity Stone, Infinity Gem. So, honestly, not much need to be said about that because we've seen what happens. Whether movies or comics, we've seen what happened. Now, before I finish this up, it's a picture that's Coulson is standing in front of it. On the graph. You kind of see a shape of a head. But it resembles the Scarlet Witch. I'm just saying that's what it resembles. It's Captain America Annual 1, 2000, the 2021 version. Um, entry. You look at it. That head kind of resembles the little helmet thing that Scarlet Witch says. And I'm going to leave that that and leave that judgment up to y'all. As usual, thank y'all for tuning in. The Abaddon Index is now in my podcast books. Thank you.